electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC, Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Cramer. We are live from the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has the morning off. Let's give you a look at futures as we get ready to end the trading week 30 minutes from now. You can see, of course, we are set up for a lower open. Why? Well, where we begin, the jobs report for November. It did reignite uh, rate hike worries on Wall Street, non-farm payrolls. We're up 263,000. Economists had been expecting a gain of 200,000. The unemployment rate did remain unchanged at 3.7%. Average hourly earnings up 0.6%. That was from the previous month. And Jim, the impact, well, you could just see it on the screen there. We've also seen it in the fixed income markets, which say more work to do, Mr. Powell. It's one of those reports where, uh, let's say the economy were tepid and you got this report, you would say, you know what? Those rate cuts have just been incredible. They're really starting to put a lot of people to work. It, not, oh, those rate hikes are incredible. They're cooling the economy. This is a, an economy uh, that is so strong that it has not yet been hurt, or if it's been hurt, it's been hidden. Uh, and yet, I mean, uh, not a day means, goes by that we are not featuring some level of job cuts at a company well, yeah. that many people may know. Now, these are not hundreds of thousands, but well, you add them the up and they start adding up to something, well, don't they? very recent. Uh, I think that that they don't... Uh, this week, for instance, we've had so many more than we had the week before, but they're not sizable. They're not uh, what I expect to see by now, which is such and such a company is closing because it doesn't have any money. We haven't hit that point. Many of the companies that have come public in the last 18 months, uh, they, uh, they have to be running low on cash. They do. They do. Um, I want to talk about that. But I, you've got a lot of things uh, circled there. I didn't mean well, to stop I mean, you from sort of sharing some of the insights from the trade, report. Retail yeah. trade down 30,000, job losses, and general merchandise. See, the problem with that is that that's exactly where I was thinking about it. I said, well, geez, the Furniture, home furnishings, that's got to be lower. Well, it, it was. Electronics and appliances, that could be lower. So it, it was warehousing, in Amazon, yes. But the others, I mean, manufacturing's good. Uh, construction's really good. Uh, government, of course, is adding like mad, and government's playing a pretty big role in putting people to work. Uh, this is certainly not the Reagan administration. Yep. And I just look at this and I say, you know, thank you. Chairman Powell for keeping rates so low, making it so that everybody's now, got jobs. What about wages? Um, <clears throat> to go back to that, I mentioned average hourly earnings up 0.6%. Still not That's keeping track of Month inflation, over month. And I'm reading from Peter Bookvar, always puts out a nice little quick note. Double the estimate, and October was revised up by one-tenth to a gain of 0.5. It was up 5.1% year over year. That's been the trend for most of the year. It's double the pace seen in the 20 years that we're leading into COVID. Um, and 
that continues. It would seem to concern the market. And by the way, it's what you've come back to many times in talking about what Powell wants to ultimately see lower. Yeah. I'm, wage growth. Correct? Wage, yeah. Not I'm, happening. No, not 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 at all. Now, and I now realize, look, I speak to a huge number of companies, but they almost feel anecdotal at this point or, or too retail oriented but, or too... Uh, but look, I, I, follow te- I follow every industry, all right? Yes, our viewers are well right. aware. And I don't know any, I don't know anybody who's hired at all the companies I talk to, but they're not firing, uh, except for, say, Mark Zuckerberg, firing a lot of people. Uh, but the big, you know, Amazon's laying off some, but I think there's some much bigger right, layoffs. But, well, we've talked about the fact that, right, we're looking at some of the layoffs. That, listen, those are all well-known names. But look at that. Uh, that's like, yeah. Another, you know, I mean, no kidding. Today about Sirius Satellite Radio laying off some people. But the, the main posture has been, all right, we're going to slow, if not stop, hiring, as opposed exactly to really right. begin significant. No, that's fire. really important because, okay, so there's a downgrade today of Salesforce. And the subtle uh, notion is, is that he hasn't, Mark Benef has not bitten the bullet. He's got too many people. Now, a lot of those companies seem like they have too many people. Uh, DoorDash, which was downgraded today, uh, has had too many people. But why are others so reluctant to admit? And I think that is because they're still doing good. Right. You know, we had a lot of companies in the enterprise software report this week, and those companies are badly in need of layoffs. But they just well, don't want to do it. Were we right to unwind the rally from Wednesday that resulted, uh, obviously, from what seemed to be indications from Powell that yeah, rate, hikes, <clears throat> rate hikes might be a bit less than that had yeah, been anticipated? Yeah, you got to unwind or, that. I mean, we are a seasonally strong period. Uh, but if, 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 if you think that the, the two-year is going to give you, um, let's say, 5%, geez, that's a good piece of paper. It's not there. It's not for, it's No, for. it's not there. It's not there. Uh, but David, are, yeah, I mean, I think that the rally on, on the rally based on Powell seems seems uh, at this point ill-advised that a lot of people went to it. We are a little overbought. David, these are astounding right. numbers, for heaven's sake. I mean, you know, everyone puts out these recession forecasts. Yeah. And <clears throat> this we're, is we're not. This is a growth number. I mean, it's right. like people have to recognize. That at any given time that I know of in my 40 years of investing, you got this. This is a growth forecast. And if anything, you would think that the GDP is going to go higher. Yes, all um, those things. And right. by the way, more people are going to have more jobs and are paying right. paid more money to do them. Why is that bad, right? don't have right? a labor force. Yeah. Well, because if, if, if we find that the CPI is much more aggressive than this. Right. Well, the idea that you just have very persistent services inflation and you just can't get rid of it. But they started all these companies and these companies are doing badly and they're not laying off anybody. They're just hanging in there. And then you get companies that give you bad forecasts, okay? The thinking is, is that, well, after the forecast, aren't they going to let people go? No. <laughs> what a great time to start out and be young. Um, well, Don't have always, to go to work. It's always get to great, work at home. It's always a great a, time. Well, yeah. not as much anymore. And a lot of the younger people I know are really, if they're ambitious, they're anxious to be back. They well, want to be in an office. Yellowstone over. I mean, they want to be in an office. It's the it's the middle rank. The, their bosses who don't want to be there because they probably had but young okay, kids so at home a or they have a commute. Game on so they don't want to come in because there's nobody there to mentor but, them and teach them. But, but, but can you do this? Let's say you can go to your boss. This is a World Cup game on Monday. So I'm, I'm gonna stay home. 
Is that what they do? There's a lot more flexibility now, I think, That's in terms of willingness to allow people to Oh, yeah, there were some reports places. came out the other day saying people are working even harder because they're at home. I and I like, wanted to say, like, well, what were you going to do? Are you going to answer that question? You looked at productivity no, I'm not lately. Doing I'm watching a lot. I'm playing a lot of video games. Who would ever answer that? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a poll, right? I don't. No, that. it turns out that I, I like 18.99 on Netflix. It's kind of captivating. So I'm not I don't buy that at all. You know, uh, one sector though that has brought a lot of its employees back, in fact, even five days a week almost, uh, have been the banks. Yeah. And I wanted yeah, to look turn. At Goldman. I wanted to turn to the banks because I know you've been talking a bit area. about them of late. Um, given what we're seeing in terms of the economy, uh, what a, the expectation would be the, as we head into next year. The loan losses off this number uh, are almost nil. Right. The, the Fed funds rate is so attractive for these guys. It's very 91, 92, actually much better. When uh, at that point, Fed Chairman Greenspan was worried about the SNL crisis. Uh, so we took rates up so the banks could reliquify. Banks are making fortunes. They didn't get hit, by the way, by Sammy because they were not... Sam what, Bankman what's, what's, what's that what he, Sammy's bank what you go, That's what you go with now, well, Sammy? I mean, look, I remember I tried to get J.P. Morgan to take my, my uh, what the hell was that? I forget what I don't even want to mention. But lithium? What was the thing? I, I don't know. Uh, I think yeah, it's lithium. You own various I think they things. wanted to take me, you know, Seroquel. You, you in the Seroquel coin? I put you to sleep for three days. <laughs> okay. All of which takes me back to J.P. Morgan and means what? Well, J.P. Morgan's is just a huge buy. It is. Hurricane, Hurricane Jamie. I mean, sorry, Jamie, it turned out to be, you may think there's going to be a hurricane, but the, the, we don't want to see big job losses, and you didn't get them. We just nope. wanted wage stabilization and not a lot of hiring. Right. That would have been what, what I felt Pal knew. See, I felt Pal knew. I thought he had this. That, you always think those conspiracies. Remember when you always President Trump had it, and he would come out on the 6 o'clock when he was doing the health care briefing, and he would say, you know, I, I saw the number. I'm not supposed to. It's really good. And like, when he, you know, he hated that Mad Money beat him a couple days there. Yeah. When he hit that 6 o'clock. Oh, I really don't know what you're talking about. Now. No, I used to have a 6 o'clock program against his 6 o'clock program. Who, Donald I Trump's? Believe, I believe he did not what, like whose it. Whose program? Uh, he had a program at 6. He did? Yeah, it was, called, it was a healthcare program. Oh, you're talking about the during COVID. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah, Can we get I, back to the banks? Yeah, sure. That, thank I you. was way out of line with this. Well, you weren't way out of line. You just completely uh, lost right. me and everybody else listening. Well, no, but it just, it just came to my head because I'm a very alienated thinker. Really? I didn't know that. I haven't sat across right. from you now I'm for 10 at, years. I'm looking at the rates going shockingly higher as yes. we speak. And I say to myself, okay, so now a mortgage is going to be 8%. But the problem is, is that's not where... We have too much hiring. We have too much government, health care. I don't know how to reverse government. How do you reverse government hiring? Meanwhile, uh, you know, when it does come to the banks, and we got Gorman quoted yesterday at a, um, some sort of conference saying some people are going to be let go. Uh, we're making some modest cuts all over the globe in most businesses. That's what you do after many years of growth. Well, I mean, he's a realist. And don't you think some Goldman people say about it? I'm not going to take these lower bonuses. I'm going elsewhere. Yeah. Meanwhile, David, there's private equity firms that are in trouble, but are they laying off anybody? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but what are you referring to when you say in oh, trouble? Oh, I was thinking about Blackstone. Blackstone's not in trouble. Okay, okay, I didn't mean that. <laughs> That's Blackstone, the articles read horrible. It's miserable. It's, it just sounds b- b- beyond the pale, but it's actually doing okay. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about B-REAP. Um, and the impact on Blackstone stock price from yesterday. Of course, we were the first to report on 
I'm essentially putting up well, these redemption gates. But, but you know, part of the B-Read product, people, which we have been talking about for a great deal of time. Do you think a lot of people lost a huge money? Generator. How big was the loss? Losses on, say, crypto. Think there, you know, do you think regular people lost billions? Yes. Right. Do you know, I always felt it was hard to understand what a non-fungible token was, so I never understood what a fungible token was. That's a good point. You know, it was funny. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was risible. All right, coming up, Elon Musk is kicking off deliveries of Tesla's heavy-duty semi-truck. That started last night. Ooh, look at that. You're going to want to hear how he Oh, I got to get seven of those. They had PepsiCo. Let's give you another look at futures. We get, uh, we get started with trading here 18 minutes from now. And, of course, you're seeing negative impact to that better-than-expected jobs report. More jobs, not necessarily good on Wall Street. Nope. We're back after this. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Ford is just coming out with its uh, auto sales figures for November, and I think we can go over to Phil LeBeau, who uh, has those numbers in hand. Phil. Hey, David, we've got a decline of 7.8% in November sales compared to a year ago for Ford. Keep in mind that a year ago, and we're talking about the lumpiness of ramping up production as we come out of the uh, chip crisis for the auto industry, they were up 6.5% a year ago. So, year over year, you're going to see some lumpiness in these numbers in terms of how Ford did with trucks and SUVs, specifically truck sales down 1.2%, SUV sales down 15%. The F-150 Lightning is going to get a lot of attention with Ford as they ramp up production going into next year. Again, another month where they're continuing to grow sales up to 2062. Overall, EV sales for Ford up 103%. Take that with a grain of salt. A year ago, EV sales were... What the you know you had the Mach E and uh, you really didn't have a whole lot else from Ford. So those are the numbers from Ford. A decline of seven point eight percent. Guys, the thing that people will be watching with all of the automakers, they are not lowering prices yet. And and the analysts are saying we're not seeing the type of sales that we thought we would see given the demand from the consumer out there. Something's got to give soon, especially with the interest rates at these levels. Well, Phil, I, I've been following from actually from oil and gas and utility people uh, the actual F-150 as a factor in the electricity in this country and as backup to your electricity for the right. prices where the grid is suspect. I mean, this thing has got a life of its own, doesn't it? Well, Jim Farley is optimistic that uh, the number of people who are going to want to use it as a reserve power source 
is greater than he expected. Uh, he, in fact, he was talking at an event yesterday, and he said, well, you know, when they put this in there, obviously they thought this is a great opportunity. You've got a reserve power source with the F-150 Lightning. But the number of people who are buying this truck or ordering the truck and saying, yes, I want that feature, um, that has surprised him. And I think we're going to see this with EVs to a certain expense, uh, uh, certainly with, uh, with pickup trucks. You will see people saying, can I get a reserve power source here? And if I can, I will, because you never know when you may need it. There you go. Phil, um, want to get your reaction as well to, you know, Musk um, last night yep. talking, <laughs> about, uh, talking about his truck. What do you, what do you think? Um, it, it was okay. I mean, having covered all of these since they went back to the very first uh, Tesla vehicle that they unveiled, it was kind of subdued, guys. Relative to what we wow. usually expect from Elon Musk, it was pretty subdued. It was it was relatively short, 40 minutes, I believe. Uh, let's see what happens with the, the semi-truck. Is it going to move the needle? No, it's not. Uh, that's just the reality of how few Class 8 trucks are sold, and they're just starting up production right now. So, obviously, they're expanding the lineup to a certain extent, but really, in terms of product expansion, People want to see the Cybertruck. When they see the Cybertruck next year, that's when I think you might see a little juice coming off of an unveiling. But we certainly aren't getting that from what we saw last night. I think we have uh, some sound from Musk as well in terms of discussing his view of, uh, of that semi. Take a listen. It's fun. It looks awesome. And, you know, there's, there's, there's actually a big shortage of drivers. And so if you're a, a truck driver and you want the most badass rig on the road, this is it. All right. Just remember that. If you want no the longer most, big shortage. Yeah, the most. Truck there's no sense. longer a shortage? He's no, wrong? No, there's not. I mean, just go read J.B. Hunt's conference call. Read Night Transport's conference call. So we know that people come back to work. I mean, I, I thought the main selling point of this thing is, is that we have had a shortage of trucks. But, I, Phil, I, I agree with you. I mean, right. when I looked at it, I said, okay, next item not that cool look, look i think everybody agrees that if you can come up with an electric semi truck and be, by the way they're not the only ones who are building an electric semi truck there's a number of other firms established class 8 semi truck builders uh, manufacturers yes. who are working on it or have rolled out models it, the efficiency that could be gained from shipping companies and uh, large corporations pepsico took the first ones Immense potential, immense. But at this point, still, we have to see how it shakes out, so to speak. As always, yes. Phil, thanks, thanks for Excellent. bringing those numbers uh, and your insights you uh, as well on Tesla, Phil LeBeau. Up next, we're going to have Jim's Mad Dash. Of course, we will count you down with an opening bell that is ten minutes away. We're going to have a lower open when we get started with the trading. More squawk in the street straight ahead. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.
All right, time for a mad dash. Marvell's a name you want to focus yeah, on. Yeah, one of my favorite and most aggressive CEOs in all business is a guy named Matt Murphy. He put together an amazing company. If you saw a longer-term chart, you'd see it was always down 18, uh, 19 bucks. He's put it together, and he's made it into the least consumer-oriented semi, uh, other than NXPI, which I think is too expensive. So what do they sell? What do they sell to? Storage for data center. Thank you. I'm sorry. I should have gone in that right front. Okay. And David, business is down. In some ways, business is down big. Revenue outlook is uh, uh, very much below, I thought it would be. Uh, gross margin, very bad. Uh, a data center a revenue missed by 27. That's, by the way, now you're starting to talk about uh, how's Microsoft's Azure doing? Right. How is Google Cloud doing? How is Amazon Web Services doing? And the answer is, is that they ordered a lot of equipment. They haven't grown the way that they thought, so they don't need a lot more. It's an inventory problem. How long will it take? In China, too, but not government. But why How long it, will it take? Why is that data point reflective of a slowdown in economic activity? Well, because of advertising. I think a lot of these data center companies, they expected more advertising and more traffic, and they haven't been getting it. And remember, this, you're talking about Facebook, you're talking about Google. Overall, the web slowed because the web's a little more advertising basis than we thought. Amazon has a giant advertising business. Yes. So what it says is, like, be careful. They all got very excited. This is a good example. They all got really excited. They all bulked up, hired a lot of people, did a lot of stuff, and now they don't have as much uh, demand. And not, you know, they don't have a product. To, they've not the product maybe that's right. I don't know. Right. But this is reflective of what Pal might have been thinking of, which is, hey, the hottest center of the world. And they've got too much inventory. The demand is slowing. But David, there's no, at the end markets, like it isn't like we come in and Ruth Porat announced that Google just fired the 12,500 people she hired. No, in one quarter, by the way. In, in one the last quarter. quarter. Yeah. The only guy who's really taken radical action is Mark Zuckerberg. And he's spending a lot less time on the metaverse than people think. Uh, Wait, he said that, but I didn't know that you agreed with him. In other words, that you believed him. <laughs> He's speechless. Let's just enjoy the moment. It, Still. He said it. <laughs> he said it. I mean, he said it. He said it. He said it to Andrew Sorkin. I mean, I got, I'm not what he said. Bankman Freed? I didn't mean it. And therefore, I'm innocent. You see, I didn't it. mean it. Have you ever noticed that everybody in oh. prison didn't mean it? There's no one in prison who didn't mean it. And they're all innocent. All innocent. He's innocent. All right, we He's got innocent it. of everything other than a really bad haircut. Oh, Sam Bankman Freed's hair. All right, opening bell's just a few minutes away, of course. Remember, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Chinese demand is clearly down. It's never really come back yet uh, from the pre-pandemic levels, unlike uh, the U.S. and some other places in the world where we've seen the strong demand recovery. All right, there's uh, Chevron Chairman and CEO Mike Worth. He was a guest uh, this morning on Squawk Box, offering his take on overall oil demand, specific to, of course, uh, Chinese demand, right. the economy right. uh, for which has not been growing anywhere near the rates that certainly many have been accustomed to, given endless COVID lockdowns that continue to take place. It's a big story. Earlier in the week, things have quieted a bit, I think, in terms of the protests. Right. Uh, look, I, I, the China story is definitely always, we're going to find out something again this weekend, people talk. But I thought Mike was very measured. I mean, he's basically saying, look, we're not going to start pumping a huge amount. Uh, oil's high. We're going to pump what we think can. Uh, but I think some people are going to realize what he's saying is, look, we're gauging demand and we're pumping. 
old days, they didn't care about demand or not. They just pumped. Right. We're gauging demand. He's actually treating oil as if it's a, a product that may or may not be needed at that given moment. And they're not hiring like mad in the oil patch. No. They're not hiring like mad, but they're not firing either. They have no reason to. Uh, all right. We're going to get started with trading in about uh, 10 seconds. The opening bell right now. NBA All-Star Charles Oakley celebrating PIBC World Markets Miracle Day. Supporting kids in need over at the NASDAQ during Brain Cancer Foundation. It would be a wonderful, wonderful thing to have. We should be thinking a little more about this government number. I mean, you know, the government, when you talk about what everybody's waiting for, it's all the spending for the government. And the government is expanding, expanding, expanding. And the government's been a chief hire and healthcare, uh, as if they finally have enough money to be able to start hiring after a ter- period where they were just stretched. These are the well, areas. You do have money that is, I mean, your uh, friend Ginny Raimondo, or at least guest on Mad Money occasionally, she's got a lot of money there that she's going to be putting out for the CHIPS Act, oh, for look, example. I think that we have to start that accepting. Is going to, uh, that- the, between infrastructure, CHIPS, and the Inflation Reduction Act, Wow. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of money that is going towards we, various efforts. We profiled Jacobs Engineering, which is an excellent company. They're about to get billions yeah. to put to work to hire people. And I think that what people have to recognize is that you're now seeing the put-to-work money from the federal government, which is very hard to stem. I mean, do you know how many people are going to hire for just roads as each Department of Transportation gets a check from the government? And that means how many Caterpillar and deer machines. And so, I mean... The thing that I think that, that Powell may be missing is the, is, is the purloined letter, like right in front of him. The government's spending like mad. Well, is he missing it or not? Um, why, is he, why do you think he's missing it? He, he doesn't seem to be changing his tone well, too much. What is he? Did, this was not the report of the man who spoke, who spoke on Wednesday. You don't believe no, You think that was... I mean, look, if I were him, I would say, if, look, we are really... We, we don't know how hard hit the economy's going to be by the rate hikes, other than maybe a prelude, is housing. Right. Uh, we have companies that are related to housing that are getting hurt badly. We even know, I mean, real estate investment trusts that are being hurt badly. Um, yeah, you know what, let's let's go there. Let's talk Blackstone, um, because, you know, we were the first to uh, tell you about it yesterday. It's a story we've been covering for quite some time here, uh, namely the growth of this B-REIT. Uh, at Blackstone, a very important component overall of, of really their fee-related earnings at the company. In fact, this morning in a downgrade, Barclays saying uh, as much as perhaps 20% of, um, of fee-related earnings related to that $70 billion portfolio of uh, largely what is either industrial or, um, or rental assets, essentially. That's a downgrade we're seeing this morning. Uh, and this follows on what we told you yesterday, which is, and by the way, was part of the B-REIT fund from the beginning, but namely said, hey, you know what, if during any quarter more than 5% of our net asset value wants to uh, be repurchased, in other words, rebuy your interest back from you, uh, or over 2% in a month, you know, they have the right to say, all right, we can't pass through that. And so 
they put that out there yesterday, and there has been, Jim, just a, a torrent of sort of interest, I think, at least in certain circles about this. A lot of research this morning. Of course, I mentioned this downgrade from Barclays. Let's just give you a quick, uh, a quick recap of what they had to say at Barclays, uh, if we can do that. I'm looking for where my notes are there. Here they are. Yeah. Uh, we're downgrading equal weight, represents, as I just said, 10% of FEA AUM, but 20% of fee-related earnings, give her the higher fee structure as well, and um, the profile of the product. So with redemptions now being limited at BREIT, they're increasingly concerned that the NAV may continue to decline as investors are likely to seek to recall their capital, and that may have a second-order effect resulting in significantly lower net inflows, right? The net inflows here were enormous. I was pointing them out in a number of reports over the last year, you know, $3 billion a month back in the spring. That's incredible. Because it represented at that time, you remember where the two and That's ten years were. That's you get right. five, uh, you know, oh, your R- so RIA, high net worth broker. Look, Larry says, had a, a vehicle. It, yes, it S3. Really backfired. You know, here, 5%, you're going to get some, you know, you'll get some nice return. Also, we're, we're going to increase uh, net asset value. And by the way, they have done that. They, they have increased net asset value, um, or at least certainly they have said they have increased net asset value. Uh, but there are concerns, or at least some question that, well, you're going to have to reverse that at some point, because when you look at, for example, the publicly traded REITs, or the IYR, uh, as a representative of them, it's down. Uh, we know what's happened to many of these. Now, that said, you know, they did a deal yesterday for this Vici, which will help them create liquidity, yes. right? They sold a significant stake in Jim Grant and the Vici deal. They did it above where their mark was, and it will allow them to meet further repurchases. Not yet, but when the deal closes, it creates more Emerson liquidity. Too. Look, I, I want to just say, point blank, if you read any of the, it's not even fine print, large print, we are not obligated to repurchase any any shares and may choose to repurchase only some or even none of the shares that have been requested to be repurchased in any particular month. Our discourse, this is big print. This is not, David, oh my God, I didn't know. Right. Uh, this is like, okay, here's the deal. You may not get your money out the way you want to. So, I mean, the people who are in this thing, it was the most caveat emptor piece of paper. But it also was a, was a way to generate yield in a yield-starved environment. And it became, as the reason we talked about it so often was because it became such an enormous, one of the largest REITs out there in such a short well, amount of time. So a great product for Blackstone helped, helped to uh, generate a lot of earnings at the company. But that obviously has changed. I'd asked John Gray about it previously. He didn't really have too much to say uh, the last time we spoke about it publicly at our Delivering Alpha conference back at the end of September. Um, but they do market every month. If you got out, were able to get out in October, you may be benef- uh, benefiting as a result of that because the marks every month, um, and you know we'll see where they are. Uh, they sold five billion in assets at a premium, uh, uh, again to where they were being carried very recently with the Vici deal, uh, and um, you know they're managing the liquidity Vici well. It's not an it's not an issue of that, but it is simply a reflection. Do you get Shattenfreud? I mean, there was a. A lot of people like, I, I mean, I'm in awe of Jonathan Gray, not only just for what he's doing here, but also for his charity. And I don't think this is kind of what you should have expected if mortgage rates shut up a lot faster. Uh, I, I'd like to know who doesn't trust and thinks that they're going to default. I mean, isn't that what people are worried about? Is, is Blackstone default? No, no. Or it's just no. the rates? It's just that, listen, it's not a great look when you, when you, when you, when you don't let your clients Get out. No, bad that's look. it. Bad but it's look. it's not it's, it's not about anything more than that. It okay, really that's isn't. fair. Yeah, we're not but talking about it. Yields only four point four. You know. Right. Um, and it's not an expectation that many people didn't. Well, it, it was an, 
potentially something people had uh, had thought might happen here. And again, let's wait to see what some of the NAV is. All right, let's move but, on. But by the way, Jim. it's early, so the market might not be down. But uh, my friend Larry Williams, his great market uh, historian, does remind me that the annual change, percent change from a year ago, seasonally adjusted, is going the Fed's way. It's, it's, it's down a lot. Okay. I point that out only because, like, you know, you're sitting here trying to figure out, well, wait, wait a second, why isn't the market just down huge? And the answer is that people are finding things. Say, look, it's the same average. It's not going up. It's roughly around 260. Uh, the the percent change from a year ago, season suggested, is actually very good for the Fed. So maybe what people are saying is, okay, look, it does seem like a red hot number, but remember, it's actually in keeping with the number that could generate a soft landing. Okay, well, that's As opposed a to just saying, oh my God, now he's really got to slam on the brakes. No, I mean, raise the rates and things are. Uh, I, I just think that you've got to break out the government because I just hear too many companies are just getting big checks to build things. All right, so where does all this leave you then in terms of the jobs number, in terms of what you're talking about, but the other, I mean, the, we sat up there and talked higher. about Marbell. We talked about data center demand declining to some extent. I mean, there are a lot well, of cross I still think that the technology... Jim, where does that leave you in terms I, of your I, expectations for the Fed and therefore what the market will ultimately do as we, now we're in the last month of the year. Right. This is the first quarter where guidance was bad for tech. First one. Now, what tends to happen is, there's, is that they don't give guide correctly and things actually turn worse. Uh, and then that's when you would do the layoffs. You wouldn't, if you, if you guide slightly down, there's no reason to lay off people. Uh, I also think, David, that when you see a lot of stocks that we don't talk about that are one, two, and three dollars that were SPACs, yeah. they will close and you'll see layoffs there. It's just, it's a lot of people raised a lot of money. It's taking longer for them to fail. Not too big to fail, too long to fail. You I still like think that. we have a terminal rate of 5%? Is that kind of what you're working with still? Uh, no, I was actually going with this level. I mean, well, So you thought we'd be a little lower than that, 4.5? I thought that we'd be 4.5. Right. Uh, this number does say 5. Uh, I would like to see uh, somehow we start breaking. You know how, how we break out oil and gas? We have to break out government, and I know we can't do that, but... The gov- I mean, David, there are all the engineering construction companies. Mm-hmm. I've never seen their business this good. And that's because nothing that the private sector is doing. It's the public sector. Right. Well, the private sector is being empowered by the public sector. Right. So, well, I mean, if you're going to build a giant chip plant in Ohio, it's as not a result it's going to be chip sector or in upstate plants, New York. If you're moving, it's going to take 10 years. Yeah, look, if you're moving semiconductor manufacturing from Taiwan to here, that's a huge number of jobs. Very expensive jobs, by the way. Yes. Once plants are open, you don't need a lot of people. Yep. But David, if, if you're moving, if you're reshoring, very, very expensive coming here. Uh, you heard what Phil LeBeau said, that car companies, maybe they have to give, but nobody's yep. giving. Look, I, 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 I'm not saying I'm speechless. I'm just saying that this is a number that if the Fed had not... If J-PAL hadn't spoken, we would say, yeah, yeah, this is kind of what Buller was saying. This was what, this is what we had coming. Right. That's what would have happened. The, the, it was the, it was the run pass option. Yeah. Everybody. Well, listen, we were up over three percent in the S&P as a result went, of those comments yeah, from Fed he's Chair the new Powell Belichick, on The post Brady Belichick. What does that mean? They're really bad. They can't do anything. They were terrible. Were they? Bullshit. I didn't, yeah. I didn't watch. No, I mean, like, I don't even know if he's focused on it or something. No kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just saying that 
that Hal is not, was not, I, how did he miss this? How did he miss it? He has great input. And I think it's because we have well, seen, we're seeing too much money from the government go into everywhere. Meanwhile, we've seen days like this before where we almost entirely reverse the yes, losses. Yes, that's why I'm saying, look, you can By make the end a case. Of the day, everybody comes higher. back to consensus. Don't you think it has to stay, stay kind of just okay for a couple of months before it really falls apart? Yes. But, David, every company, i got to go back, NASDAQ, every company was like Marvell. Like, look, things are not good, and they're getting worse. And, you know, so Mark Zuckerberg laid them off early. He was an early indicator of what's to come. I believe that. With that, was was eleven thousand, thirteen yeah. percent of the workforce was that? That was the number. Right? Hudson Yards, and he's an early indicator oh, of my expenses are out of line with my revenue. It's a big percentage. All right, I want to talk uh, again, sort of related topic about advertising. There's a note uh, from B of A this morning talking about the tough road ahead for media and entertainment. Um, well, they expect the advertising market to remain choppy, of course. Did that's, you read Craig Moffat this morning? not exactly. I did not get a chance to read Oh, Craig. my God. Take away your shoelaces. Take away your tie. Oh, you don't wear a tie. Because it's basically that days. people have, once again, you thought it could be bad on air TV? Yeah. You thought? Yeah. But you, I guess a lot of people don't work on linear TV. Uh, well, uh, B of A's. One of their conclusions is bringing the magic back at Disney could take time. Again, nothing here is revelatory. Yes, it will take time. Uh, also, sports rights remain in demand. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, the NFL? Look, you know, um, Andy Chassie was very bullish on, on the NFL. But they are negative it's, on advertising, as you pointed out. So oh, is... Amazon. Yeah, and so is uh, Mr. Moffat. What, what, what was? Wait, doesn't this make you say that maybe Jeff Bezos has battened down the hatches? Com- comment was it's kind of like the hurricane comment from Jamie, another rich person telling us to be very worried. I suppose. How are you supposed to juxtapose comments like that with a print of two hundred sixty-three thousand and wage growth of five point one percent year over year? I can tell you that if guidance is bad, first bad guidance, next quarter is not guidance. It's and that's, by the way, I'd say probably 70% of tech, bad guidance. Right. So the next quarter, they are trying to say, listen, we're okay, but they're wrong. There's only a handful that really have made the pivot to profitability. Opta did. Uh, Palo Alto Networks did. Mm-hmm. But that, that's, well, that, that, that's it. What do you got there? I'm Something just looking, good? you know, making sure nobody... We're on air. I know, but sometimes you know, like, I get important texts. It's the way I learn things sometimes <laughs> when I can't talk to people because yeah, I'm speaking know, to you. That's when you... you when Yesterday when I got there, a text about, about B-Read. So, uh, you know, I just want to check things. Uh, nothing going much there. By the way, speaking of checking, I did want to come... Uh, since we check in almost every day, Credit Suisse, and we... Oh, how's that about? It's up today. Uh, it's up in part because yesterday uh, the company's chairman said in a TV interview, not with our network, right. um, that outflows have basically stopped. Yeah, that's great. It's, he's terrific. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's very significant that a man who's presided over just a magic, uh, magical move there. Uh, David, we haven't talked about Apple. I knew people were saying things aren't good. There. Now we have talked about Apple. Yeah. So, so we've you want to add anything Suisse more about Apple? No, I knew people say things aren't good. I'm so sad, but, you know, like, why don't all the analysts collectively get in a room and say, you know what? Okay, things aren't that good. Let's move on to something else. Okay. That was very quick and concise on your just part on Apple. Oh, uh, oh just a second. Uh, I got yeah, stocks not- dropped. 
Got some. Oh, geez, wanna, I only got thirteen for Steph for Ramon. For, I uh, don't do it to offend no, you. No, I, I just, just make sure. I just make night. sure I that there's nothing I'm well. missing. I noticed some people texting. I wanted to make sure. I thought I thought Stevenson was going to be a better number. All right, let's get over to Bob Pisani for more on this broader market, particularly after those jobs numbers. Bob. Good morning, uh, David. Good to see you and Jim as well. Um, so the report does not support the narrative the, the market wants, which is inflation is moderating. But we opened down about 40 points on the S&P. Given the rally that we've seen really since the bottom of October, that is not a terrible response. Just look at the sectors today. As you might imagine, the classic risk off risk on, risk off sectors, uh, ARC and SEMIs, which are the classic risk on, are, are the weakest ones. That's not a surprise. But I look at, there's that China internet, KWeb, still strong today. That's interesting. And the metals and energy stocks, uh, pro- proxies for global growth, are holding up relatively well. So just take a look at uh, some of the uh, energy names. Generally, energy open positive. Oil's been fairly steady in the mid-80s right now. So Devon, SLB, Marathon, uh, Mosaic, some of the uh, uh, the uh, uh, metals mining companies uh, and uh, some of the materials companies are a little bit stronger. I think that's a good sign indicating uh, at least that there's not worries the global economy is weakening. Weakening. Is there any good news in this inflation report? Well, there is. And, and uh, Jim sort of touched on this earlier. The, the strong jobs report does sort of uh, undermine the imminent recession narrative that's out there. So remember, there's two kind of narratives floating out there. Put up the full screen. And the imminent, there's, there's a concern about an the inflation narrative, and then there's a secondary, which are related, about an imminent recession. A strong job report definitely undermines any kind of imminent recession narrative. And there are other inflation reports out there indicating inflation is is moderating. So this is one data point, and I think this is why we're not seeing an even stronger downside response for the markets. Uh, What's the bad news? And you can't really sugarcoat this. Uh, The bad news is in wage inflation, which Powell talked about this week as an important component, is definitely very sticky. We're seeing that very clearly. Uh, More bad news is this may revive the whole terminal rate higher story. Remember Bullard talking about not 4 or 5%, 5 to 7%? This will revive that bearish argument that the terminal rate is going to be higher. So it's not a good thing. Uh, And the overall story about earnings estimates, as we keep pointing out, is they are declining even as the stock market has generally been on an uptrend. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, These 2023 estimates are coming out now, and they're generally way below the current estimates for most of the the analysts that are out there. So $231 is the estimate for 2023. Today it's 2020, $220. Goldman's at 224, BMO 220, 207 at Barclays, and from there it just goes right straight down. JP Morgan's 205, Bank of America uh, is 200, RBC's 199. You get down below 200, you're talking about 10, 15% decline in earnings. That's a recession. That's an earnings recession. So a lot of strategists are pricing in earnings recessions for 2023, and the market's kind of pushing back because they don't want to believe it. Frankly, we'll see. Just take a look right now at the S&P 500. We are 15% off of the lows uh, in October. We are in a very powerful uptrend. Uh, the market's been expanding, David. We are uh, the, not just the S&P is above its 200-day moving average, but uh, the majority of S&P sectors, David, are above their 200-day moving average right now. So who's right on this narrative? It's not exactly clear. If we end down 100, it's going to be a problem. Uh, but 40 right now, that's not a bad response. David, back to you. Mm, that's true. All right. 
I mean, am I wrong, Bob, in re- you know, recalling days like this or similar days where the market has an initial response to what seems to be a very hot number and then things calm down by the end of the by near the close? Right. Well, that's the question. So are we going to be down 100 points at the end of the day? Are we going to be down 30 or 40? If we are down 30 or 40, if we end right down uh, around where we open, I would consider that a victory for the bulls because this this across the board, the report itself, the headline report and the, the, the wage part of this whole thing was not supportive of the narrative the market really wanted to believe. So down 40 to me would be a victory for the bulls. Yeah. This, Bob, feel, this feels you. down. That's great. Great report. This feels down that 75 basis point, not 50, even though 50 is kind of where I think it's going. Right. But I, I, I'm looking at these defense stocks, by the way, and thinking something's going on that we don't know. Defense stocks. Yeah. All right, we're all we'll going crazy. Hopefully we'll get a chance Can you, to you have any other fun? No, I don't have anything on defense no. stocks, but I do want to tell people what's going on in the bond market this morning. So let's give you a quick look at how treasuries are faring. Of course, we know uh, yields did move up uh, again on the numbers when they came out at 830. And there you can see where we stand right now with that 10-year at 3596 and the two-year at 4.35. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Morgan Brennan in Palmdale, California. Take a look at this. This is the B-2 Spirit. When this aircraft, this bomber, went into operation 30 years ago, it ushered in a new era of innovation and nuclear deterrence. And now it is poised to be replaced. The B-21 Raider, its successor, will be unveiled here later today for the first time ever. We're going to speak with Northrop Grumman's Kathy Ward, and we're going to break down why this major military moment matters for investors, the public, and the world. That's coming up at the top of the hour on Squawk on the Street. Long-term bull on Salesforce.com. Wolf Research throws in the towel. Says uh, it's going down, going down like Frazier. Down like Frazier. I thought that was so great. Down like Frazier. Remember that one? Uh, yes, I remember well, how anyway, it so well. Really negative. All right, have a great weekend. Oh man, you have a great one. Too. Thank you. I will. I'll yeah. try. You yeah. rest up. You I'm rest watch up. The, I'm gonna watch that giant game. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, watch guys. actually the Jets or the Vikings. It's the Manders. Jets. That's, oh, that's yeah. That's gonna be hey, a good don't. Game. See if we can see if Sauce can shut down All right. Jefferson. All right. Thank when you. we come back, more on that market pullback. The stronger than expected jobs report. The reason we're back after this. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 